0: You're listening to the World Champion in Life podcast, where we discuss ways to live your life to the fullest. Each week, we interview leaders in the areas of health, wellness, finance, and fitness. Now, here's your host, Brett Fenton. Welcome to Episode 2 of the World Champion in Life podcast. Today, I'm going to be interviewing one of my best friends for the last 30 years, Matt Batty uh when i first met him was probably one of the smartest guys i would ever met and i don't think that's changed too too much so um i'm going to be asking him a few questions but i'll basically hand over to him to give you a bit of an idea of what he's all about what he currently does and what he can bring towards um improving our podcast over to you matt how are you today i'm bloody marvelous thanks brett um excellent thanks thanks for
1: that intro um, the short version of me um, uh, is uh, I've run a number of businesses, my, my own business and my main career, if you like, has been financial services for the last 20 plus years. Um, and uh, our business, Complete Wealth, is main, mainly focused on helping people to understand how to use money to, to live the life they want to live, to um, so basically how they can use money to make sure that they live, um, not only that they're happy in their life, but they're happy with their life.
0: Excellent. So that kind of makes you a little bit different to a lot of financial advisors and that you're not just about where to invest money, you're actually trying to change some habits, I suppose, is the important bit. Yeah, look, we, we fundamentally believe, uh, you know, life is really the
1: sum of the decisions we make. Um, and so if we want to have a great life, then we have to make great decisions. And and how we make decisions is a, is a very, I guess, uh, established process. Um, in the path in what use to make a decision. But the the, the other really important component uh, of decision-making is context. And, and and because we're all human and we all have different values and needs and wants and priorities, then um, different decisions uh, suit different people in different ways. And so for, for people to make great decisions, they need to make decisions that are in line with, you know, the sort of people they are and the sort of life they want to leave. And, and money is an important factor in that, in in realizing a lot of the things that we want to do, but it's really just a tool uh,
0: and applying that tool in the way to suit the life is kind of what our focus is. Excellent. So, like, I know you've, you've helped me a lot over the last, like, number of years, particularly in the last few years with business decisions and financial decisions with my business. But um, what do you think most people go wrong with their financial decisions, like, just in the general population?
1: Look, I think probably um, to me, it's it's probably the combination of the fact that money is really math mixed with emotion, um, and so that's that's something that most of us don't do. Some of us don't do either of them very well, and or some of us <laughs> do do one one quite well, but not the other. So, um, so that's probably the the the, the principal thing I get get people to understand is that um, the math in in reality is very simple and is the same for everybody, but the emotion is very very different. So. The first thing, really, is to understand that um, uh, the, the context part of our decision making, and that that comes from our values and what's important to us. Um, that's really the starting point for everything. And so, understanding that um, in in a reasonably deep way is fundamental to getting the most out of any plan, because because it's going to drive it's a compass, if you like, it's uh, all the decisions we make. Uh, and there's no point. No point getting the math perfect if that if that context bit's not right. Uh, and so, a lot of people in small business struggle because they they, they have a little bit of that right, um, but um, you know the, this is not something that we that we pick up naturally, and it's not something that's that that we learn in school or is taught to us uh, very readily. So it's not surprising that that most of us struggle with it until we get some
0: um, some good coaching absolutely yep I know that at school the uh, math was not my favorite subject so um, having to run a business like do the books do all that stuff as well as be the, the financial head of the company as well was not easy so um, yeah it's, it's very important to have someone in your corner that actually understands all of that stuff so um, thanks for all the help that you've given me so what are some of the things that people can do I suppose if they don't have access to a financial advisor straight away what can they do that can probably help them in the short term and then obviously looking towards long term getting somebody in their corner that can help them out
1: yeah look i think you know similar to what i said uh, just before um i think one of the mistakes most people make is they go trying to sort the math out sort the money out first Mm -hmm. without necessarily understanding um you know that contextual part that values what's really important to them um because it's it's a relatively simple process to try and maximise the money, but as, as you well know, um, you, you know everything's part of the, a complex system, so you can't you can't pull on one thread without affecting other things. So um, the the typical thing I see is people people would first approach me with the view of saying I don't have enough money. You know, probably the, pretty the most common. common common scenario. And and the reality is, if you're born in Australia on a global standard, you've got more than enough money. Um, so it's really getting them to understand that it's not so much the amount of money they have at a particular point in time, because I mean resources at any point in time is always going to be limited. Um, but resourcefulness is unlimited, and it's about how do we how do we make decisions in the future that change the types, the natures, and amounts of resources that we uh, that we need is going to be fundamentally driven by um, the type of life we want to we want to lead and so getting to understand what's truly important to us is, is the first bit because it does make um getting you know any form of financial advice uh, much easier uh, and it stops that other the, the other problem most people have is they'll go and see somebody who is some form of financial advisor or accountant or someone in that space without that context of what is it you're really trying to achieve then um you know to to a to a hammer the whole world's a nail right so you, you go and f- you talk to a particular expert they're going to try and help you in the way they know how yep. and if um you know if if the business is designed to suit a particular lifestyle or particular um uh, aim um then you know money's only going to be a component of that and sometimes it's going to be a relatively small component of that because there's lots of other factors that need to be considered so the first thing i'd say is always Try and understand what's, um, not just your values, but what's valuable to you. Because wealth, really, uh, as we see it, is a combination of of time, money, and relationships. And it's the time and relationship that matters a lot more. Um, and and getting to understand that first is, is is
0: pretty important. Yeah. No worries. Absolutely. I um I saw a, uh, a quite a funny meme the other day, and it was uh, it was a, a Kanye West meme, and and it was Kanye. Ten years ago, and he's wearing gold watches and big necklaces. He's got all the cool clothes on, and then it's got Kanye today. And he's wearing t-shirt, jeans, runners, baseball cap, just looking very relaxed. Um, Kanye ten years ago is a like a multi-millionaire. Now he's a billionaire, so he understands obviously the difference between wealth and money. So wealth's not all about what you have or what you own. It's about how you live, I like suppose.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. There's, there's been a lot of research in this now um, with, with guys like um, Daniel Kahneman, who's regarded as a, the father of behavioural psychology, and, um, and others like Dan Ariely, et cetera. There's been a lot of uh, work around trying to understand the impact of money. Uh, and and the, the, the results are pretty clear, that, that there's a minimum level, if you like, if you follow Maslow's hierarchy of needs sort of concept, that there's a base level once you have a certain amount of money um, that, that the bread and milk, if you like, is taken care of. No, no increase in money correlates with an increase in happiness. Um, and that's really because, you know, if you think about human beings involved as a species, as, a, as, um, as social groups, not, not individuals, you know, chasing one particular maximisation of a particular resource, is that, is that we became a successful species because of our ability to contribute to each other. Uh, And money's really just a way of exchanging between between each other. It's not really a way of contributing. Absolutely. It's a lot easier than
0: carrying around a goat and a sheep.
1: It is. It is. That's exactly right. But at the end of the day, if those interactions um, don't create value for ourselves and for our community, then we get left feeling a little bit hollow inside. and, And there's no amount of, you know, no more goats or sheep will make up for that feeling.
0: Absolutely. So... At the end of the day, money can't buy you happiness, so you've got to look at meeting your your basic needs um, and then from there on, like, your happiness is probably inwards rather than outwards. Yeah, look, the way we look at it
1: is we we believe that um, the key to happiness is spending. Yep. Um, The reality is, is that if you think about, you know, the happiest moments in your life, they tend to be, you know, involve some degree of time, money and relationship being spent uh, you're spending time with family, you're spending you know, time with people that are important to you. Now, money's a factor in that. You know, one of the examples I use is, um, you know, um, uh, it, it's probably a, a lot better to go on an African safari than to visit Dubbo Zoo. But um, by the same token, if you're not really into animals or you, you think, you know, animals being, you know, uh, essentially uh, captured and controlled for the pleasure of human beings isn't your cup of tea then neither of those are going to matter too much to you so so money can enhance something that's important to you um, but if it's not that important to you in the first place then spending your wealth or spending your money or your time on that particular pursuit or activity is really not going to not going to help so we have a we have two formulas we use to help reinforce that one is what we call the happiness formula which basically says that happiness is reality minus expectations and so setting your expectations is an important part. Uh, and the other thing, what, what we call the joy equation, the joy equation basically says the wealth we spend um, is a factor. But if you multiply that by your care factor or what the things you actually care about, that's the most important thing. So, so spending wealth is critical. We, we, we can't be happy if we're not spending, but it's what we spend it on uh, is the most important. And understanding what those things really are, going back to what I said about values is, that's really the key and, and getting that right before you worry about how much money you need is, is very highly correlated with being happy.
0: Absolutely. Um, one of the things I, I've, I've recently done for myself is I've gone through and done a, a, um, a personal audit basically where I've gone through and gone, what are the things that I need in my life that I do not want to live without because for me they, they give me pleasure, joy. And one of the things that I don't need that cost me money but I don't actually need them, they're nice to have and so to cut those things out of my life because they 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 cost you money which is a finite resource and if you don't actually get long term joy like you buy like like a kid buy toys and then 2 weeks later you're not interested in it anymore but that doesn't mean to say that changes when you become an adult so i've just yeah recently done that audit and um it's quite liberating and quite freeing to do it so i recommend that to for people to do go through and list all the things that you have in your life that you know what they just wait. They're dust collectors. They waste time. They waste money, resources, and um, yeah, get rid of them. And then basically look at the things that you do need or do want, and that do bring you joy, and and that's going to be probably a more important part of your life.
1: You know, hundred percent. And and to understand that that our uh, our values don't really change much over our life normally, but what we value does. Yep. Um, and so you know, to, to to pick up on your point, there is is the types of toys that will bring us pleasure will change over time. Um, and so we want to we want to be careful to make sure that we move on that we don't we don't get too nostalgic and therefore rob our future self of, of, of the happiness of the activities our future self wants to be involved in because we're too tied to our our past. But also make sure that you know every time we have spent you know whether it's time or money on a particular uh, activity or a particular material, good. Um, that we assess that, that we, that we hold ourselves accountable to, you know, was it really worth it to me compared to what else I might do so that we're continually, um, making better decisions, you know, into the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, probably on a final, a final note, like I know that this got bandied around a fair bit on, like on the social media and TV networks about saving money by cutting back and not drinking coffee and lattes and all that kind of stuff. Like, um, Am I a danger of like not having any money in the future because I, I drink a coffee every day? Yeah, look, that's
1: probably a really good example of people misunderstanding um, the, the math versus human element right, so it goes back to what I was saying a minute ago in that, it, it, what's important to you, and the example I like to give to people is, are you a car guy or are you a boat guy mm. um, and, and if you don't really understand what's important and what's valuable to you, what happens is we tend to project other people's experience and you know, and we all, uh, we'd all be generally familiar with, um, uh, you know, you've got a friend who's got a boat who loves boating and, and you go boating with your friend and, and you have the time of your life because they're just so infectious and they love boating and you get home and you say to your, your wife or your partner, you've got to get a boat, it was, so, it was so good. And next thing you know, you bought yourself a boat and, and you might have even bought yourself a better boat than your friend had because you make more money than he does and then three or four boat trips down the track over about four or five years, you realise you don't really like boating that much you were just trying to, um, you're trying to match someone else's um, uh, happiness by importing what was important to them. Now, that's, um, that, that's one of the mistakes a lot of people make, but by the same token, if boating is your thing or your car or whatever your activity is, overspending on those things, uh, and it can, it can be coffee, it can be overseas trips, it can be anything that's truly important to you, overspending on those things is absolutely the key to happiness. So, so yes, you shouldn't be spending money on, on little things that don't matter, um, but the idea that, um, um, you know, that, we, that, we, that any one thing is a waste, I, I think, is fundamentally wrong. It, that, that's really a very personal thing, and, and that's a, an assessment we all need to make on a, on a regular and ongoing basis. Excellent, excellent.
0: Well, it's been great chatting with you again, Matt, and um, I'm sure in the future we'll probably get you back onto the podcast and go into a little bit more detail um, once we get through a few more episodes. But um, if anyone wants to contact you, what's the best way to get hold of you? I'll look probably at our website, Brett, um,
1: completewealth.com.au. Um, you'll see my smiling face on there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, if anyone you uh, got any questions or wants to hit me, you can you can email me or contact me via the
0: website. Excellent. As always, has been great chatting, mate. And uh, I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. See you, mate. Bye. Thanks, great.